Hello and welcome. This is the International Service of Adventist World Radio in English from Pune. Today in our program we bring music from Candice Johnson and Heritage Singers. A feature brought to you on Christian Worship and Instruction in School. Thought for the day is taken from God's Word on the topic How to Recognize God's Voice. I'm Sharad. I'm Sophia. And you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's start our program with a song entitled Truly. listening to a song by Candice Johnson on Adventist World Radio and now featuring on Christian worship and instruction in school we have Anupam isn't it the law the 1944 education act laid down that wherever it was possible the school day was to begin with an act of worship 
religious instruction was also to be compulsory subject on the school timetable. Provision was made for those who did not wish their child to attend either. Every parent has the right to withdraw this child from assembly or religious studies. Teachers too were not to be discriminated against because they did not attend assembly on grounds of conscience. But all that was in the 40s and the climate of the 80s is a very different matter. Assembly and the daily act of worship. Sheer numbers in a school often make it impossible to hold school assembly in one place every day. So in many schools, full assembly is held only once or twice a week. Added to that, head teachers face other problems in carrying out the prescribed daily act of worship. Many pupils come from other religious backgrounds, for example Hindu, Muslim, etc. Many members of staff have no religious belief and would be unwilling to take assembly. Many children have no experience of any kind of religious belief or worship. Head himself may be a non-believer. Very often, heads solve the dilemma by interpreting act of worship in the broadest possible way and trying at least to introduce values, ideas or emotions a cut above the normal money-grubbing and book-swatting of the rest of the day. Religious Education In 1944, religious meant Christian. But in the multiracial society, many teachers feel that other religions should have just as fair a crack of the whip. I mean, that in so doing, they overlook the fact that although we may no longer be a Christian country, our literature, legal system and history are only fully understood in terms of the Bible and Christian belief. So quite apart from religious reasons, children need to know about Christianity in order to appreciate their own special heritage as citizens of this country. In some schools, there are committed Christians who are happy to teach religious studies and to show how the Bible and Christian lifestyle have something to say about the issues of today. But since there is a great shortage of such teachers and their methods may not be approved, many schools turn the subject into something more general, such as education in personal relationships. In my own country, a handbook issued to schools interprets religion as meaning what is of worth in life so that the lessons can include a great variety of topics and still count as religious education. Whatever your view may be as to the value of keeping religious studies on the timetable by law, you will no doubt agree that in our present society, it just isn't reasonable to expect your child to gain his Christian teaching during school time. There are independent schools run on specifically Christian lines, as well as the Christian schools already mentioned. Elsewhere, the whole teaching approach is likely to be from an agnostic, humanistic point, a fact that parents need to realize. Thank you, Anupam, for sharing a nice feature.
To know more about our program, do write to us. Here's our mailing address: Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number Seventeen, Pune, four one one zero zero one, Maharashtra, India. The Scripture states, "As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God." Romans eight fourteen. Before you hear God's word. Here's a song by heritage singers Never Give Up There are days I know when you get so discouraged that all hope is gone but there's one only one who can give you courage and strength to carry God's word and we invite each one of you to hear a message on how to recognize God's voice presented by Pastor John Prasad Rao Several years ago an editor of a popular magazine wrote a book called How to Survive the Coming Global Crisis It was a spiritual survival guide Whenever he went on a travel he inevitably would carry a few of his books to place them at strategic places so that people somehow would come to know the gospel of salvation through it one day 
he felt an urge to give a book to a flight attendant this author himself read a book which encouraged readers to listen for the inner voice of the holy spirit the author of that book shared many stories of times he had followed these impressions including a few times when he was saved from imminent danger that was an inspiration to that editor that day as he handed over that book to her that is to the attendant she was a bit startled yet she regained her posture in no time they both had a little chat together which interested her into reading that book for a while as she was able to find some time then did god impress that editor to give that book to the flight attendant was it god's voice that he heard let's meditate upon this issue of recognizing god's voice shall we pray loving heavenly father now as we go through this meditation we want you to speak to us speak to the so many people that are listening so that they can recognize this meditation as your voice because we pray it in jesus name amen the bible has numerous accounts of god speaking to people he came to daniel in dreams of the night he appeared visibly to gideon and he spoke audibly to the young child samuel and the new testament says that an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down from jerusalem to gaza when philip reached his destination he saw a man riding in a chariot and the spirit told philip go to that chariot and stay near it i believe god still speaks to us humans through impressions in our minds the problem is that we have all kinds of thoughts and emotions speaking to us back and forth and in our heads every waking moment furthermore we live in enemy territory there's an adversary called the devil who also suggests thoughts and ideas to us so how can we distinguish impressions that come from god from those that arise in our own heads or even from the devil i'll suggest three ways one know the bible you can be sure of one thing god's spirit will never lead you contrary to his counsel in the bible on the other hand the devil is anxious to do just that so if you get a strong impression to do something you know the bible forbids you can be sure it's not god speaking to you that's why knowing your bible is one of the best ways to recognize when you are hearing god's voice if you are new to the bible study i suggest that you begin with the stories of jesus in matthew mark luke and john 
get a modern translation of the Bible and just read these Gospels. Read them several times, each time from a different translation or version if possible. Next, in the book of Acts, you will read how God led his New Testament church. Then, you should be ready to tackle some of Paul's more difficult letters. Even these shouldn't be too daunting a challenge if you are using a good modern translation. Eventually, you will want to read the entire Bible. Something else will be happening in your mind as you do this. God will use His Word to slowly transform the way you think and feel. Christians have a special term for this. We call it conversion, also known as the new birth. People who experienced this transformation actually think differently from people who haven't. Conversion brings our minds into harmony with the things we have learned in the Bible. Now we want to follow God's way of life. Often we fail to recognize God's voice because it conflicts with our own plans and the things we want to do. Even when we know what's right from our reading of the Bible, if it cuts across our desires, we are in danger of finding an excuse to ignore God's voice speaking to us or perhaps even to rationalize listening to the devil's voice. Bible study not only teaches us God's will but also brings us into harmony with His will. When that happens, we are much more likely to recognize His voice and follow it. 2. Watch your emotions. Some people seem to think that emotions are bad. They aren't. God gave them to us. What's bad is the way we misuse them. The feelings we most desire are peace and happiness. In a sense, all of life is a search for happiness. And that's okay. Unfortunately, all of us are troubled with conflicting emotions of fear, shame, anger and pain. God may use these negative emotions to guide us. He may allow us to experience a painful situation, especially if He brought it on ourselves by our unwise choices, because He knows this will guide us to a better way of life. Several years ago, I knew a young man who treated his wife quite unkindly. When she had finally had enough, she took the children one day while he was at work and left. My friend was shocked and deeply remorseful because he realized that his own abuse was the cause of his problem. The pain taught him a lesson. However, if we aren't careful, our feelings will lead us the wrong way. There's a story in the Bible about a wealthy man who turned over the responsibility of his estate to three of his servants. Two of them invested their share of the master's property and earned a nice profit for him. However, the third man said, 
I was afraid, so I buried your investment in a hole in the ground. Fear caused this man to do the exact opposite of what his master wanted. Fear, shame and anger can cause us to do the same thing. It's even possible for us to misinterpret these emotions as God's voice when they aren't. It's especially important to avoid trying to hear, in quotes, God's voice speaking to us when we are in deep pain or when we are feeling very angry, guilty or afraid. These strong emotions are screaming so loudly that it will be very difficult to recognize God's voice amid all the noise. In a situation like that, it's best to trust that God is leading us in ways we don't yet understand and allow our emotions to settle down before trying to decide what to do. 3. Know God When I answer the phone, I can usually tell when a friend is on the other's end of the line. I recognize his or her voice, but before I can recognize the voice, I have to know the person. And the better I know the person, the more time we spend together, the more likely I am to recognize his or her voice on the phone. We learn to recognize God's voice in our minds and hearts the same way. The better we know him, the more likely we are to recognize when he is speaking to us. Jesus used this very analogy in one of his parables about sheep. The sheep follow the shepherd, he said, because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So, how can you and I become acquainted with God? Bible study and prayer are the usual ways that come to mind. But growing our relationship goes beyond that. We need experience in relating to God. We stumble through life trying to figure out the best way to relate to our temptations and trials. And through experience, we grow in our ability to deal with these difficulties successfully. We learn to recognize when God is working in our life. My wife and I are acquainted with a woman who every now and then says to us, that was a God thing. She is speaking of some event in her life in which she felt especially led by God. We have known this woman for quite some time and we can remember when she hardly ever said that. Now it happens quite often. Why? Because she is learning to recognize when God is at work in her life. If you never try to hear God's voice, it's best to start small. Listen for His voice in the less consequential issues of life. If the impression is in harmony with the Bible, then it's okay to go ahead and follow it, even if you aren't sure it's God speaking to you. Through experience, you will learn to recognize God's voice 
in more significant situations. Jesus once said, If any man will do his will, that is God's will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether he, that is Jesus, spoke of himself. Are you willing to follow God's will wherever he leads you? That's your most important key to distinguishing between his voice, Satan's voice, and your own conflicting emotions. God help you as you do this. Shall we pray? Loving Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the message that has come to us. May we be able to recognize, to distinguish between your voice and the other voices that come in conflict with your voice. May we be able to do your will through and through until we find you at last in thy home eternal because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor John Prasad Rao, for sharing God's word. We hope you've been blessed with today's program. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. Led by the Spirit means yielding to Him in all the facts of life. Trying to do all work on your own leads to disorder and strife. Well, listeners, here's a text from the Bible that says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16.9 Being led by the voice of God and following His direction is a walk of faith that brings honor to God and leads to eternal life and peace. With this, we come to the end of our program. We wish to give our address for the ones who want to learn more on God's Word. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411001, Maharashtra, India. Remember our address is Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on amc3 at vsnl.com That's amc3 at vsnl.com I'm Sharad And I'm Sophia signing out from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again. Until then, we wish you goodbye and God bless you.